Oh, sorry, I'm late. So, oh, what I miss? Well, Isma just tossed me this knife and asked me to, you know, take them out. And then this guy popped up, and then we waited for you. And quite honestly, I Hunk, Why did I think you could do this? This one simple thing. It's like I'm talking to a monkey. Oh, no. A really, really big, stupid monkey named Crack. Ouch. And do you want to know something else? I've never liked your spinach puffs. <laughs> never. <laughs> That's it. She's going down. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. Petrangelo, this week, I'm lucky enough to be joined by... Ian Walter. And uh, we're doing a little bit of a uh, recording marathon again, so uh, everyone seems to be doing okay on both our sides here. Everyone's healthy and safe right now, so hopefully that is the same for everyone that is listening as well. That is what's most important through all these crazy times that seems to be never-ending. Um, what just Although- happened? Part of me just wants this year to go away anyways, so it's like, yeah, okay. I know, there's aspects but, of that, that that would be a pretty pretty nice note, yeah. <laughs> yep, the other half of me wants, like, you know, there's always that glimmer of hope, like, you know, we're avid Star Wars fans, we always want that uh, light at the end of the tunnel, and we're always hoping that this year turns around, but we don't know, it doesn't look good at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is only halfway, half full, right? The glass is only half yeah, full, so there is that. Full, yeah. <laughs> Um, and and just like with our last few episodes, we've sort of been going through things that we've been uh, watching and playing and things like that too. So I, again, I wouldn't say that everyone has more time. I think it's just we have more opportunity to watch and play things because we're five feet from our computer or our TV as opposed to having to, some of us at least, um, go to work every day or to travel as much as we would have before. There's less, less ways to keep busy. So exactly. in, our, in our nerdy universe here that that we uh, constantly live in for the last 30 plus years is lots we're sort of catching up on so um you know what's what's one of the one of the things that stands out for you right now that you've been doing the last couple of weeks playing watching what's 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 one of the things yeah that stands out? i'd say there's a considerable amount of uh, binge watching happening in my place just because like like you said like it's not so much having more time but it's like what to do with your time yeah and you have so, yeah. yeah exactly so we we've try and find uh, different shows that we can go kind of go both get on board on and just dive into. Right. So I think, uh, I don't know if this is something that either you or Mike have seen, but have you ever watched a Mr. Robot? What is it about society that disappoints you so much? Oh, I don't know. Is it that we collectively thought Steve Jobs was a great man, even when we knew he made billions off the backs of children? Or maybe it's that it feels like all our heroes are counterfeit. The world itself's just one big hoax. Spamming each other with our burning commentary bullshit, masquerading as insight. Our social media faking as intimacy. Or is it that we voted for this? Not with our rigged elections, but with our things, our property, our money. I'm not saying anything new. We all know why we do this. Not because Hunger Games books makes us happy, but because we want to be sedated. Because it's painful not to pretend. Because we're cowards. Society. Elliot, you're not saying anything. What's wrong? 
nothing. Uh, me and the wife watched the first, I want to say two seasons or season and a half. Uh, for some reason, we dropped off. I don't know. I think just something new came out and we started watching that. But I did watch the first. I would say it's two seasons, I think, is what we got to. And I really yeah, like guys, Yeah, you guys are fans. Yeah, um, I don't know why we never picked back up on it. But now might be the time to do that. So It's kind of one of those shows. I mean, we were, we were catching up with it on Prime. And it uh, finished after four seasons. Um, but it's one of those shows where I've always been told, and then I knew Rami Malek was in it, and it was kind of his first major thing before, um, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody kind of launched into superstardom. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but it was one of those things I've always heard was good, but never really knew anything about, and just didn't really have a, you know, it's hard to, to get into a new show if you don't really have the motivation. Yeah, that's uh, but kind of this why kinda, we why we got into it too. I was like, I keep hearing this is good. I think, I feel like I would like this. And then we sort of gave it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those things is like, you could kind of tell, I could, you know, tell the audience here what it's about, but it would really wouldn't do that justice. If that makes sense. Like you kind of have to watch it to understand what's going on, but it really felt to me very relevant, even though it only came out in 2015, it felt like it was kind of one of these shows that it had its finger on the pulse, like it knew kind of where the times were and what people were worried about and concerned about in terms of like, it's kind of like a big, big corporation type hacker thriller show, if that makes sense. But it was yeah, also it like does. a psychodrama. To, yeah, 100% it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's a really um, tough thing to describe. Yeah, but I think at the same time, uh, it's, it takes such a great performance from uh rami malik and it's it's one of those shows that once we started it we just couldn't stop we just flew through it over these past couple weeks so did you finish the whole thing then yeah i mean uh it definitely has some crazy twists and turns and um you don't really see where it's going but at the same time you don't really want to know right this you you want to be surprised by these type of shows so i think it kind of did exactly what uh what it seemed like it was designed to do and it sound it seemed like it was also a unique kind of show in the sense that uh, Sam Eshmael is the um, creator, writer, director of the series. And it seemed like, as I was watching through it, that it was kind of his baby from like start to finish. It was kind of his project. You don't see that too often with television. It's usually like different directors coming in on, on TV and different writers' rooms and whatnot. But it seemed like it was his, his baby from start to finish, which kind of made it more cinematic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's one of the ones that keeps popping up. So, oh, continue watching uh, Mr. Robot. And I go, sure, but then something else takes our attention away. So I don't know what it yeah, is. But and it's and like, I, I was trying to think again. if that was a good example for like a back in my day kind of show. But it, it, it is kind of like, you know, computers and, you know, dealing with, um, it's it's more of a, a, a life related uh, re- life relating show. Like it does get political, so like I don't I don't mm-hmm. really it's like I, I don't know how it would be if you kind of fell on different sides of, of what's going on inside the show. But at the same time, it's also like playing off of the atmosphere of society and how we perceive media and and those kind of things. So it's yep. there is political sides to it, but it's also like a very relatable or relevant show in my mind. Yeah, and like you said, the acting is great too. I mean, he's the standout, but I think that's just because he's on screen pretty much every scene of the of the show. But um, but he's great, and it's it's a good uh, twisting storyline that I think I think that's enough to to keep people in. I think. Oh yeah, I think so too. I and really like like, like I think where you were watching those first 
couple seasons or probably like more of the highlight but it's still a good enough show for me that i wanted to keep kind of going like even after it ended after four seasons I'm like oh i wish they had more like i want to see where where this could where they could take this you know right not, not to say that they don't put a, a finisher or a capper on it but it's it's just that that kind of good quality good acting where you're like oh i wish that they could find a way to come back and do a fifth season you know? right right <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, there you go. That's one to note. I'm going to mark that down again. It sort of has like a matrix again. quality in terms of yeah, television versus movies. Yeah, like yeah. like it's kind of like that in my mind. But it's not yeah. not maybe not as revolutionary as I think the Matrix would have been. But uh, but at the same time, I, I do think they have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. Yeah, in the, sure. in the media. Um, there's two things that I was watching most recently. One was um, not, again, not quite as old. And again, 2015, I believe, or 2016. Uh, I watched uh, Mad Max Fury Road again, but I watched Ooh. the Black and Chrome edition Okay. Um, for the first time. So that's the one where they basically, they took all the color out and it's a it's a it's essentially a black and white movie. Oh, interesting. Um, and I just, you know, nothing changes as far as the scenes go. All the everything's the same that way. But, but does it some, enhance the experience? So, so that's the thing. Like, so I, I after I watched it, I'll I'll, I'll get to that part later. Actually, it's it. I wouldn't say that it makes it like a better movie, but there are some interesting things that um, look really cool because it's not like black like a black and white movie where it's. You know, it's grainy and stuff like it's very, very sharp. Okay. Right. So it's actually interesting because I, I don't know. I just for some reason, a black and white movie feels like I mean, obviously, that would be an older movie, but it feels like there should be more um, imperfections to it. But it actually looks m almost more perfect right. because there's less distraction, I guess, in some ways. Right. There's less bright colors that are in your face or or, or things like that. So I, I think it's really worth watching. Um in this just to see a vision of already a beautiful looking movie that looks amazing without color which is yeah crazy to say so um yeah so i i think i mean obviously the movie itself is just awesome so there's no no question there i was just looking forward to watching the movie regardless but oh, yeah. i think um and then and then i went back and i was looking at a couple scenes like just sort of scrubbing through the movie to be like oh yeah okay just sort of compare the difference after i watched it and there's some scenes like the the night scenes when they get stuck um in the uh, in the mud area yeah. sort of in the swamp area that was supposed mm -hmm. to be the green space or the green land that they, that they go to right. um, that is essentially already black and white because okay. it's all like washed out in sort of like a blue gray color right. and um that gives you so if you watch the movie again and you watch that scene that kind of is what it feels like when you watch the black and chrome edition and you can see like this looks really cool it looks really creative it's really different so if you that don't really cool yeah so if you watch the movie you have a, have a copy of it and you watch the movie and you, and you look at that scene that's a good way to sort of tell like oh yeah that's, this is it, what it would be of, like yeah a completely different palette sort of moves into the movie and stuff it's really interesting so again always just fun to just watch that movie because it's amazing but um yeah, i just i'd be interested to check that one out like do you think that with the black and white edition that do you think it's something that when you watch it that they had gone and taken care to like to remaster in post like in in terms of the black and white or do you think it's something that just looks cool that way and is a cheap uh, cost-effective well way to apparently do, like, they did it from, they did it from the beginning like he had the intention oh, of yeah he had okay. he had the intention of releasing 
a version of the movie that way regardless. So it was, there was an intent there, which um, I, th- I think it helps because it's a very like, there's not like a ton of bright colors in the movie or a ton of like different colors. It's very sort of orange and, and, and you know, it's the desert and stuff. So um, I think I guess there's what a way, I'm thinking like is, yeah. do you think that there was a lot of work put into the editing of the film where they can play with the different like contrasts in terms of black and white like, I, to make it pop? I, I think, I don't know like what, what sort of like path they take to make it happen, but I think that um, if they did, they did a really good job with it. Like I think I it see. looks, I think it looks excellent. So um, I, I would say yes, but I don't know what process they went through. Obviously we don't know exactly what they did, but yeah. um, but I do know that, that Miller's intent was to have this version of the movie available no matter what they did with the original version. So I think that the the idea was always there and I think it shows for sure. Yeah, it's it's an interesting take on on the film. Like it's it's it intrigues me in the sense that like you hear about I don't know if you've ever heard about the the restaurant where you can go and you know it's all it's all blacked out like you're not you're not yeah, seeing you're, anything. You so it's it's supposed to en- enhance your taste buds in the sense that you're only tasting and you're cutting out other senses to enhance the other ones. And that's kind mm-hmm. of like what I'm wondering if the black and white can do for the film uh, when it cuts out, like your distraction of like what, what the different colors on the, on the screen are. I think so. I, Actually, that, I think that's, that ex- that's, that's, that's a very similar, that's a very good example. That's a good, uh, a good comparison for sure. Um, yeah. Like nothing else about the, about the game or not the game, about the movie changes. Imagine right? if that was a game. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, please. I'll take it. Black, I'll take it in black and white on a on an NES or an Atari. I don't care. I'll take it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, make that game. <laughs> that's definitely an IP that has potential for like an MMO. I would think. Yeah, I mean, they did make a game a few years ago that apparently is pretty good. That that uh, that came out not based around the movies, but it, there is a Mad Max game that sort of has like a sort of open world feel to it, but that I heard is decent, but I've never actually played it. So didn't we um, discuss yeah. recently how they have, didn't they announce that they were going to do another film in that world? Like a pre- Yeah. Film? They said that they were, I mean, at this point, who knows what really happens, but they said that they were going to sort of, they're, they're, they're doing a, um, Furiosa movie. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's going to be like yeah. a prequel. I just, I don't think they have really a whole lot of detail on it. And I think really, I mean, it, like we've said before in the past, like it's her movie really. Yeah. He's along for he's more, more Charlie's there, and they know they can sell uh, <laughs> tickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> assuming and, and that I, the theaters are open again. Assuming that that yeah, as long as, long as we can watch it, I, I don't care how we watch it. You know, that's true. That's true. Um, a lot yeah. of these different streaming services are using new big films like the Snyder Cut as like launching off uh, properties, right? So yeah, could exactly. be one of those things. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then quickly, the other one I watched, I just watched it last night. Um, I just saw it on online and I figured, oh, okay, I haven't watched this in ages. Much, much further back and uh, back to uh, the discussion that me and Mike sort of had about uh, about The Last Dance, but just because it's based on sports, but we watched um, A League of Their Own last night. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't seen it in ages. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. Rogers Hornsby was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig shit. And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? No, no. No! No! And you know why? No. Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! What's the matter, Jimmy? What? 
She's crying, sir. I didn't mean to do that. Perhaps you chastise her too vehemently. Good rule of thumb. Treat each of these girls as you would treat your mother. Anyone ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? I don't think I've seen it in like 15 years or 20 years or something. It's been a while since I've seen it. And man, that is a good movie. It is so much fun. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it, actually has, it actually has something to say. The acting is great. The storyline's just like fun. They have a lot of really, uh, they have all the sort of tropes of the different sort of characters in it and stuff, I think, for like, it, which is sort of expected. But man, that's a great movie. If you have a chance to watch A League of Their Own, just just go for it. It's so good. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like 1992, right? So 92, yeah. Which uh, streaming service did you watch that one on? Uh, so for us, it's it's on Crave, which... Oh, um, Crave, yeah. Yeah, so it's on that. So that's, I guess, I don't know if it's on HBO or if it's on Stars or one version of those. So, um, so that's how we have access to those movies. So it popped up. It was like one of their new releases for May. Um, okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. I haven't seen this in ages. Man, it's... Oh. Like Man, Madonna's, I don't know if you can Madonna's go wrong with in it. Tom Hanks. So like, <laughs> any any he, film with Tom Hanks is like pretty Yeah, good. and he just plays for the first two-thirds of the movie like a complete, literally a drunk. Right. Like a complete asshole, and it's just not Tom Hanks. And it's off-putting for the first like couple of scenes, and then you go, oh, yeah, I like where they're going with this. This is pretty good, and it works. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, that's um, cool. Anyways, that's, that's definitely... It's. I mean, technically, it's a sports movie, but really, it's just a fun early '90s comedy that I recommend. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, speaking of revisiting classics, another movie that I watched recently was another big one on back in my day, which was *Emperor's New Groove*. Yes, yes. <laughs> now we have Disney Plus. There's like no excuse not to go back to some of these uh, animated oh, classics, and that was man. like the last true like disney animated classic that i can remember them doing so yeah that is uh if if uh anyone remembers or if you remember at all that's my favorite animated disney movie so there you go yeah yeah i I knew that was a big one for you and it it edged its way into the into my top five once you reminded me that that's that's right i remember that conversation (laughs) uh just it's it's so much more recent in my mind that i wasn't thinking of it as an animated classic but now that we're into 2020 it does definitely feel like a classic i know because it's uh, 2000 or 2001 or something yeah i think point. it was i think it was 2001 but yeah. yeah i mean oh man such a good movie so funny all the jokes hit so and they still hit like it's it was great it's so much fun i love that movie so much i could i i again like i could i could rail off almost all the quotes from that movie i'll spare yeah. you and everybody else but yeah um, i could i could sing the songs in it i could i could basically yeah. just i love 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 that movie it's so funny Actually, you were right it was 2000 so, is it 2000 yeah. okay. either yeah, 20 years a, old i can't believe it's 20 years old My yeah God. 20 years old and like like i said before on on this podcast it, it's my favorite from david spade and a great chemistry between him and john goodman for sure absolutely yeah yeah it's like a it's excellent um but if i if i, if I was to name a sleeper that like the the character that probably makes this movie why I like it so much is got to be Patrick Warburton's. Uh, yes. Crump. Oh yeah. I, I was yeah. hoping you're going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, yeah no, no, I, I'm just going to gush on that. That the one of the funniest scenes out of any Disney animated movie is when he's throwing Cusco off the off the waterfall and his angel and devil appear. You're not just going to let him die like that, are you? My shoulder angel. <laughs> <laughs> 
listen to that guy. He's trying to lead you down the path of righteousness. I'm gonna lead you down the path that rocks. I'll come off it. You'll come off it. You. 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 You infinity. Ah. Listen up, big guy. I got three good reasons why you should just walk away. Number one. Look at that guy. He's got that sissy stringy music thing. We've been through this. It's a harp. And you know it. All right. That's a harp. And that's a dress. Robe. Reason number two. Look what I can do. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with me? No, no. He's got a point. Listen, you guys. You're sort of confusing me, so, uh, be got. Uh, or, uh, you know, however I get rid of you guys. That'll work. Oh, yeah. And that is just the funniest, wittiest. Look at that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got a sissy, stringy thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's wearing a dress. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got a point. <laughs> Those kind yeah. of things. Yeah, look so what good. I could do. No, no. And the, no, the whole, and yeah, and the whole squeaking uh, squirrel storyline oh, is so good. God, just, it's your yeah. it's your birthday? I didn't know it was your birthday. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Earth the Kid as well because Yzma is a great villain. Oh, she's uh, so, she's so she, good. She definitely belongs on the, in the pantheon of uh, Disney villains for sure. Totally. Yeah, and she's like, she's so funny too, right? It's just, oh. Man, okay, now yeah, I gotta watch. That's it. a good yeah. one. Yeah, you gotta go. You got that's Disney Plus. You got no excuse. I got. I have no excuse. I mean, I've been. I've been sort of so tempted to click on the Toy Story movies and and watch a couple Pixar ones, but I think this now jumps at the top of the list. So yeah. So <laughs> um, it's funny yeah. that they've been going through and doing these Disney remakes. I wonder if they're gonna ever get to two thousand and do a, a live action. Not that it would be anything to hold a candle to the original, but it would be interesting <laughs> to see them try. I wonder if it was. I wonder if it's one of the ones that is on the list at all because I feel like it gets forgotten a decent amount because it's not. It's not but like at the uh, same time money talks. I feel like it's one of the yeah. more popular ones now. Like now, like you I seem think, to I think now it definitely put it is. at the top. So yeah. I mean, uh, but I, I think with with yeah. time it becomes more and more classic in people's minds. Maybe true. That's but, true. But uh, it true. could be one of those ones. Interestingly enough, where you could get like someone like Patrick Warburton back to reprise the role. Oh, <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Basically, seeing Putty dressed up like that, like that's yeah. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> that, that's what I want out of a Disney remake for sure. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that uh, could be I, one of those I, characters I that just like carries over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's basically putty. That's what it would be. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be awesome. He's, a, he's yeah, an exaggerated so, putty. Between the, the newer stuff and the older stuff, there's definitely a lot of good stuff out there to, to enjoy while we uh, spend time more time than we'd maybe like at home. So. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, really quickly, a couple of things I've been playing, too. I know that we've played uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, yeah, Warzone's been my game. Which has sure. been really fun. Um, yeah. I also... Uh, picked up the I, I i just i finished control i talked about that about a few oh, weeks yeah. ago now and stuff and and i was looking at that a little bit because you had it on twitch right yeah Did you have yeah. any of it on twitch yeah because i was yeah, looking at it a little bit it's recently. um i i would have i i don't know i just missed it last year and i always wanted to play it um i find i mean i finished it and i think i talked about that a few weeks ago but um the the main game is amazing like i found it if I played it last year, it probably would have been my top game from last year when we wow. went and listed off that episode. And then I just I I bought the sort of uh, season pass, sort of speak, for the two DLC packs that that are out. Um, they okay. were like 
I don't know, they were like five or ten bucks off, and I just I figured, you know what, I like this game so much, I'm just gonna buy it. Like it's totally worth it. And on PC, it's on the Epic. It's just a one player game, though, right? It is, but the story is like so, so crazy, so interesting, so totally unique that that in itself is worth it. I think, and then just the way that you play, it's a perfect length. It's got perfect difficulty. I think. Um, and the DLC, I played the first out of the two. The second one comes out in June, I think mid-June or something. Um, okay. The first DLC, I, I just finished the other day, too. It's, it's whatever, five hours or something, not super long or anything. But it is so good. Oh, my God, oh, this game is so good. It looks good. cool. Yeah, it's something that I'm definitely checking out. Is it is it something that you got on sale? or when, when I, you I, got the, I got the initial one on sale. Uh, I want to say it was towards the beginning of all this uh, pandemic quarantine stuff so i got it about two months ago on sale on pc um i'm i'm assuming there's going to be sales on it it's about a year old now maybe maybe 10 months old so um i, I would i would play the original game if you even if at full price i would recommend it but you know for a game that's a year old just see if you can get it yeah definitely or something like that i highly highly recommend it um and then if you like the original game if you like the the initial base game so far the first of the two dlcs is is awesome so, well, the fact that it's yeah. still sort of like you you bought them in advance, but they're still developing, it means that they're supporting the game still, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, and it's it's the team that made um, Alan Wake. I don't know if you ever played that game. Um, I know what's that one like. It's it's a different type of. It's still sort of single player, third person thing, but it's sort of like um, it kind of feels like you're playing within. I mean, this is the idea because the creators have said that it feels like you're playing within like an action-based Stephen King novel. That's kind of oh, okay. what it is. So it's very, like, horror-ish. It's got some, like, thriller parts to it. There's ghosts and mystery and things like that, but a little bit more action-based and stuff. It's a really, really cool game. I, I back when it came out, like, 10, 12 years ago, I never finished it, but I played a lot of it, and I really want to go back to it. But um, apparently in the second DLC, they relate Alan Wake to this game. So oh, it, okay. it, they're tying in both games and like it's its own little oh, sort that's of cool. universe, which is crazy. And so is it something that you think that they're going to continue to make games in that world? I think so. I think they can actually, based on what I remember from Alan Wake and what I've played in this, I can see a way for them to do it. But I also have no idea where the story is going in control that I know that whatever they come up with is going to be completely crazy and unique in like good ways so oh cool um, yeah I, I i can't say enough about this game i love it i absolutely love it so um i highly recommend anyone that has a chance to take a look take a look at it first see if it's your type of game and then um again i say it's worth full price of admission so to speak but um if you see it on sale it's for me i'd recommend it as like an instant buy so um, yeah i'll have to check it out for sure yeah. and cool. sort of one of those like single player games it's like perfect length sort of like you know, 10, 12 hours, I would say, if you do most of the side stuff and and right. do all the main missions and stuff, which is a pretty good length, and um, and you'll have a lot of fun with I'm it. I'm trying so. to think how that would compare to something like Fallen Order. Like, Do you remember how long you poured into, or how long was, you spent playing Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, it was probably something like that. Similar, yeah, it was probably right? similar. Yeah, yeah. I, Fallen cool. Order was good. It's a, it's a different type of game. I think um, it's still that third-person action Obviously, Star Wars is a big selling point. I'd recommend both, but I... I really I enjoyed it for the production value for Fallen Order. I just thought that they really cool. tapped yeah. into... It's, it felt like it could be canon. Like, it was that level quality. Yeah, of, absolutely. In terms of story. Yeah, for this, yeah. 
for this, I instantly, like, one of the reasons why the DLC was, like, an in, almost an instant buy for me was that I just really liked and was really, like, sort of taken into the crazy concept of the story that they came up with. And I figured, let's, I just want to see what else they came up with. That was that was the biggest part, but the gameplay itself is is worth yeah. it too. And I'm trying to recall when you were talking with this film in a previous uh, film, this game in a previous whether we would make a good film. <laughs> uh, it but, would, uh, yeah, it would. I think it would be really cool, but it would also be. There's no way. I think there's no way you could do it in one movie. Right. Um, It'd be like it, a series. It would be a series. I think a series would be would be cool. Um, and it doesn't even have to honestly be a super action-based series or movie either. Like, I think the sort of powers that you have and the weapons that you have are interesting, but, like, that could sort of be part of the side note of what's yeah. going on. And um, I, like I said, I was yeah. trying to recall what you're saying about the gameplay, and is it is it one of those that has a bit of a puzzle element to it? I'm trying to remember. There are puzzles to it. They're not yeah. huge. They're not... You're not going to take you forever to figure out. You're not going to have to pull out graph paper to figure out where you need to go or how you have to do <laughs> right, it. Right. Um, you're not going to map it out a, like you do in uh, Zelda. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nothing like that. So it's th- there's a few things where you where you get into like a room and you kind of have to figure out how to maneuver a couple things with your the sort of um, abilities that you get throughout the game. And it's sort of a way to sort of use what you've learned over the last couple hours. Okay. So like every couple hours is like, a sort of little puzzle that gets you into the next story beat kind of thing. Oh, um, and, and it's cool the way they do it because sometimes it's built in into the action. So you sort of have to favor keeping yourself alive while also getting the puzzle done at the same time. And it's a little bit frustrating at points because it can be difficult, but mm-hmm. it's a good kind of difficult. So um, Nice. And irrespective of the DLC, is it a game that you could revisit on its own and play? Or once you finish it, you're kind of on to the next thing? I mean, there's enough to do in it that if you don't do a lot of the side stuff, you can go back and play. Um, I I might, I, I might, I wouldn't do it right away, but um, but it's very story based. So so in some ways, yeah, I think I like the way it plays. So I might at some point, but I'll see how mm-hmm. I feel when the DLC wraps up and stuff. I don't think that that's a negative point to it at all. I actually, I like when you can sort of just let a, a game sit like that, um, and then you, you well. get that satisfaction of like yeah, completion, yeah. And, right? And definitely the even without playing the DLC, I think the core game, the way it ends, is still satisfying and definitely leaves open for what I hope is a sequel to the game as well. That's so. cool. Well, it's definitely something that I'd be open to trying if it came across if I came across yeah. it at a decent price for sure. Yeah, exactly. So that's control and I played the foundation DLC is what they call it. So I can't remember okay. what the next and one's idea, called. Okay, I was gonna say, you know yeah. what the next one's called? Yeah, it's, I'll definitely like look a, into that one. Yeah, it's like an acronym for something, I think. I can't remember what it is, like AIM or something like that. So, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's it. Anything, anything we might have missed that you watched or, or played? Uh, I think we hit the basis pretty good there. Uh, some classics, some new stuff out there. Yeah. Um, I played a couple. Like, as far as games, I just love diving into Warzone. It's hard to change it up. Like, it is. It's working they right even, now. They even added the World War II Call of Duty, which I actually already owned and I haven't revisited, but uh, they do have a new... Uh, game mode which they don't have in modern warfare which is war the war game mode which uh i think for call of duty players it's exciting but uh, it sounds something similar to what they've already done inside of battlefield which is i have to play it to to compare but um basically it's like a mode of team deathmatch where it's objective based and you kind of go through stages so you have an attack and a defend team and then once you accomplish one objective it kind of moves on to another 
scenario and, and I really part of the battlefield that was always yeah. really fun. i love that yeah battlefield did you play battlefield one i play no that's the most recent one i think or no yeah, five uh, before five yeah when, when yeah, did world I, war one I. I played a little bit of it but not that much the, the all the ones that came out before that i played a lot of for some reason yes. that's that's the one that i um, i was big I, on three and four for sure same yeah three i played a lot of i know that three for <laughs> ps3 was like my jam yeah, I played that a lot too. Yeah, um, I like those games. I I, I should have played one and five, but I never did. I don't know why. Well, this is what the appeal uh, for uh, for Call of Duty Warzone. The reason why I'm so into it these days is because it is kind of moving into that territory of what Battlefield is, and I've always been more of a Battlefield fan than Call of Duty. But having this kind of open atmosphere, huge map where you can kind of run around and do the battle royale thing, it's kind of one step closer to what I'd like them to eventually do, which would be like an MMO style where you could just drop in on like a world and and you'd be in different shooter matches like in real time kind of thing. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's a good call. I like that. That's a nice idea. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of one of those things you always hope for like a version of a game where it's like, you know, WoW meets Battlefield or whatever. But like right. they are kind of Warzone kind of brings it a little bit closer to that reality. Right, right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll see each other in Warzone. And yes, we'll, exactly. Uh, see, see anyone who's listening and interested on, online. We're going to try and uh, I'm going to try and stream a little bit more of of some Xbox games I've been playing and some Super Nintendo that I've been playing as well. So um, I really want to get into the Donkey Kong series again because oh, yeah. they are my favorite and um, it's just, they're just staring at me. You know, oh, I they're, just they're so much fun. Man. Just, yeah. just like Mario's fun. Those Donkey Kong games were great too. Yeah, exactly. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And I need to sort of get that all out of the way before Last of Us Part 2 comes out because that's going to, that's going to eat up my entire life for at least two weeks. Um, and that's a, that's a yeah. franchise where I don't think that it had the revolutionary, like in the way that Mario carried over to 3D. I don't remember enjoying Donkey Kong 64 as much as I did the originals. Yes, that's that's true. I, I never owned the 64 one, but I played a decent amount of it with um, at, at a friend's place who had it and stuff. So, you know, it was what, the, you know what the 64 one was? It gave me my rumble pack initially. Uh, I think the first rumble pack I got was with the was with that? country. So that it was worth it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the other thing I want to, that, that remi- it reminds me of, because it's also rare, is, uh, is Banjo-Kazooie, which is still one of my favorite games that I really would want to play again. And I think the Donkey Kong 64 game came out just before or just after that. So it sort of had like a similar feel. So It probably fell under the shadow of Banjo-Kazooie. Maybe, maybe, yeah, because it was a new IP. And it was, for me, like such a huge game. I played Banjo-Kazooie a ton, so... Um, yeah, so we'll look out for that. Um, Mike's not here to tell us where to find everybody and keep up oh, with no. us. But, oh, no. What are we going to do, yet? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel so lost. We're falling uh, apart over here. That's it. It's all over. Um, so in the meantime, so our, our Twitch channel is uh, Back in My Day Games. You'll see a mix of old and new games there. We'll try and keep people updated on social media, which is Day Back In, which is on Twitter and on Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much where you can keep up with us. We'll keep you updated on new new episodes and new posts and our streams if we get a chance to. And uh, that's about it. Ian, appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining me. Hey, always a pleasure. Have All a right. lot of fun. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll see everybody soon. See ya.
Okay, girls, this is it. Harvey Field. Try out. Get out there, show them what you got. Don't embarrass me.